things. <laughs> All right, and we're recording. We're live. Welcome to the Movie Bros Podcast, your favorite podcast where you come to watch uh, or listen, depending on how you choose to consume this podcast. Um, your favorite podcast uh, to watch or listen people talk and review old and new movies. I am Neri Sainz. Uh, with me again is Hilda. Hello, world. Tabletop gamer girl. Uh, we are here today we, to discuss, uh, to review 2023's plane. Was it 23 or 22? 20, this year, 2023. 2023. I'm like, we're, uh, we're in 2023, so, right? Gerard uh, Butler's plane. I was about to say Gerard Depardieu. Gerard Butler's plane <laughs> and uh, the 2000 cult classic Final Destination. I don't even know if that's a cult classic. <sighs> I think that's just, just a heavy it's sigh. It's a retro <laughs> classic. Um, anyway, it's, so, it's just a it's thing a that happened in 2000. <laughs> it kept happening, though. Every It kept every, happening every over and over. And over, over again. Um, all right. So the uh, official. Hold on. Sorry. Uh, plain movie review. I was going to say a movie synopsis. I'm sorry. Plain. Uh, the official place and the synopsis for the movie Plane is uh, pilot Brody Torrance saves passengers from a lightning strike by making a risky landing on a war-torn island, only to find that the surviving uh, that uh, that surviving the landing was just the beginning. When dangerous rebels uh, take most of the passengers hostage, the only person Torrance can count on for help is Louis Gasper. Gaspar. Um, as an accused murder, an accused murderer who was being transported by the FBI. That's a pretty decent synopsis. Got to be honest with you. Yeah, it was. It's like it wasn't too vague. Two it, wasn't too, it was good. <laughs> two sentences, right to the point. Hey, Mike. Exactly. What we... Whoa, oh. Mike, you made it. I made Surprise, it. Guest. I, you, I didn't like you a people pleaser. I had to come. <laughs> I didn't think you were gonna make it, Mike. Yeah. Please welcome Mike Valdez from the uh, uh, Child Like a Best with Mike Valdez podcast. And uh, you could watch him and follow him on all his social media. Yeah. And his website is uh, thatkidfromup.com. That very true. And uh, like I said in uh, last week's podcast, if you have questions as to why that's his website, if you look at him, you'll see. <laughs> you'll see. Thatkidfromup.com. Yeah, uh, we just uh, talked about the synopsis, Mike. You walked in right in as we were talking about the synopsis. Perfect for Plane for the movie Plane. Uh, did you get to watch Plane? I saw half of it. Okay. Um, I, I've seen all of Soul Plane, so I'll just fill in the gaps. In the gaps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the to the listener, we usually watch all the movies, but Mike uh, had a, we there was a change of uh, of schedule, so Mike there was a misunderstanding in the, in the it was like a confusing yeah. Uh, you know which night type of deal. Um, so what's your Hilda? What's your um your overall synopsis or overall uh thought process of of playing? So when I when I saw this trailer, I got I got excited because I I love Gerard Butler movies. Uh, I love P.S. I love you. I love Three Hundred. Um, mm. and wow, what a wide spectrum those two movies are. You get the I two know, examples right? you chose are super hey, wide. You know what? Like, I like his range, right? And it's every white like... woman's favorite movie, every white man's favorite movie. Mm. <laughs> I'm Hispanic. I just learned I English it. really young, so I got. Yeah. But yeah, 
He's a, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I could talk about Gerard Butler also for a while, but I'm not going to yet. Um, but yeah, I this movie was fun. I got exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was not too deep. Um, you know, you know, you know what this movie was missing. Action. Uh, Gerard, Gerard Butler shimmy. It was did, yes. Can I we get a Gerard, Gerard Butler, Butler shimmy? shimmy. <laughs> um, so you like yeah, the movie? It, did you like the movie? I did. I mean, it was fun. Like I said, it's not too deep. It's exactly what I expected. It was an action movie, not too. Uh, didn't take itself too seriously. Um, Gerard Butler and Mike Coulter and uh, Tony Goldwyn just kind of carried the movie for me. I like yeah. all three of those actors. So I was like, I'm good. You know, it's it's okay. <laughs> Mike, you only saw half, but did, did. how did you feel? <laughs> I saw, I, I thought it was, it was pretty, sir. And like, it, it, this is one of those movies and I don't, I don't want to like, you know, ruffle any feathers for anybody that likes this movie. But it feels like once I saw the trailer, I was like, I saw it. You know what I mean? Like, and and from what I saw, I was right. Um, but to be fair, love Mike Coulter. Um, in in my top five of like the sexiest dudes ever. Um, and yeah, man. Other than that, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh. These two movies are literally the worst movies you can watch while you're on a plane. So, <laughs> pretty much, uh, and Soul Plane, those three. Yeah, uh, Soul Plane is pretty bad too. Um, <laughs> I so okay, so I saw the trailer for Plane, and I got to be honest with you, from the trailer, I was just like, oh, it's just, I feel like Gerard Butler and Leslie, what's his name, um, Leslie Jones. No, the um. The dude from Taken. Oh, um, oh Liam my gosh, Liam Nielsen. Liam Nielsen. Liam Nielsen. And and Gerard Butler. I feel have from watching just while I'm watching the trailer of Plane. I thought it's another Gerard Butler action movie. It's like mm-hmm. the same copy and paste. It's all like the Angel has fallen. The yeah, those movies, yeah. has fallen. Like all of those movies, and I just thought. It's another one of his. I'm the badass. I'm the you know. It's like a Rambo's ver. This like today's version of Rambo. Mm. Again, nothing wrong with that. I just thought, oh, it's another one of his movies, right? Same yeah. thing I think about when I see <laughs> this guy from Taken and anything. I'm like, oh, it's the guy from mm-hmm. Taken in the snow. The guy from Taken in like what? Like it's just an episode guy. of Atlanta. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> um. I will say I disagree with both of you. I thought the trailer was very deceiving, and I thought that the, the trailer was another Olympus has fallen. And mm-hmm. Gerard Butler doesn't do the action in this movie. That's left to Mike Coulter, which, by the way, makes perfect fucking sense for the character. Luke Cage. Yeah. Luke Cage. Like, um, it makes perfect sense. And I dug the fact that Gerard Butler. While he was in the um, British Air Force, he just knows how to fly a plane really well. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's not like, I'm a like, pilot. <laughs> yeah, I'm a pilot. He's not like I'm a badass sniper as well as a pilot. It's not like, oh, I have the... I thought they were going to be like, who's the pilot? What's going on? And he's like, he's a he's a third degree black belt, you know, green beret. <laughs> and what? Like, it's all, that's always the case. And it's right. not. He's yeah, just, it was kind was, of a nice surprise. He's like, look. I'm, I'm, I got balls. Like I'm, I'm like up for this. 
Yeah, I don't know how like, it's gonna go, but okay. I love the fact the that he was like, people. "Look, I know how to fight because I'm Scottish. It doesn't have nothing to do. Like, I don't like I could bar fight and I could I could throw hands, but I can't. Oh, it's, even that, it's not like, I it's not like for he, he, the other guy's gonna land some really good hits on me. So he's not like indestructible. It didn't seem indestructible to me. So I I really dug that. I really dug that he had a problem with killing. I I really dug I I dug that his as a character, he was like, I prefer not to kill and I have a conscience about it and, and whatever. And, um, and then he left it up yeah. to Luke Cage and Luke Cage is like, nah, I got this. I'll kill these motherfuckers right here. Click, 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 click. And then he was like, Oh, okay. That's you think. Well, that's kind um, of thing though. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, but cool. I, teamwork, like we- I mean, they said uh, it from the beginning, like he's a murderer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love the fact that Gerard Butler's, uh, heroism in this movie was not of the physical type. It was of his acts of bravery. He was like, I'll go after the, but I'll go after, I'll give myself up. I'm the captain of the plane and I'll give myself up if it means being able to save everybody else. And I thought that was really cool. I was like, good. That's all. Yeah. Like, I, I really fucking dug this movie. And I disagree, Hildo, that it wasn't a deep movie. I thought this was really in the sense of like hey these are people trying to get to their families and trying to and don't get me wrong i can nitpick the fuck out of this and be like really a new year's eve flight has 14 people really we're not gonna okay okay yeah my notes were nitpicky too yeah i was like okay but i let that shit go because i know i yeah. i just I'm, I'm a constant fly i like i fly often i travel often for my job so i know a thing or two about flights i'm like there's no way a new year's eve flight has only 14 people get that yeah and and by oh, all shit. means, like what when I say not deep, I mean like it's it's what I expected it to be, right? Like, the, it's a popcorn I, and, and yes, it was a surprise that like the characters were a little bit more realistic. I totally agree with you there, but overall, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be, and that's not a negative thing. You know what I mean? I don't right, mean right, that. Right, in a, I don't mean that by the way. I mean it was like good old fashioned. It. it was just good old fashioned fun. It's like there's a thing that happens. I'm, I think I'm yeah. becoming really <laughs> bad at, at at reading trailers. Because the last few movies that I've seen, I'm like, I thought the trailer looked good. And there's like the movie was trash. And then this movie, the trailer I thought was like very predictable. And it just, the movie itself just threw me off. Not that it wasn't an action movie because it still was an action movie. But I love the way it built up the, the, the tense atmosphere in the plane going down. I think they spent a lot of time on the flight, on the initial flight. And by a lot of time, I mean, it was like 25 minutes of the movie, the first 25 minutes of the movie. The movie's an hour and a half long, hour and 40 minutes long. Uh, 25 minutes is a good portion of the movie to do the initial... Because, again, the movie's called Plane. We know, right from the trailer, we know it's going to land in some jungle. So I thought they were going to get to that quicker. And when they did it, I wasn't disappointed. I was like, oh, this is really good. They're building up the tension of the yeah. flight. They're building, and like it was, it was really well done. I, I really, really dug it. I really hated that fucking douchebag passenger. And if like, <laughs> like the one time I was like, oh, if somebody has to die, I'm not saying I want him to die, but I'm saying if somebody has to die, there's got to be one. <laughs> please let it be that guy. To be fair, uh, that's how I feel when I'm on any flight. You know, <laughs> you're the one. You're the one. Um, yeah, no, so I don't. I, I, I always. That's always my biggest fear on like our long haul flights. So like my, I, like my family lives in Spain. So, mm. you know, if we're going somewhere domestic, okay, it's like two hours, four hours, five. but like when we're doing those long hauls and it's like 11 hours of travel, I'm just like, please don't let there be one on this flight. I'm going to Spain in a couple of weeks. Hold on. 
Nice. Oh, you are? Where yeah, are you go? Well, we can have that conversation later, but yeah, I'll take I'm taking a cruise over there and then flying back from Spain. Oh, okay. So. Well if you if you have any time on land, let me know where you're going. I'll tell you where to go. <laughs> um I I want to go where they take two hour breaks. Where's that? <laughs> where they <laughs> oh, they, everywhere. My yeah, family shuts like down. My family has a yeah, my like everywhere. My family has a bakery and they shut down for like four hours in the afternoon. So isn't it just called closing early? Why why do they open up again? Why do they open well, no, up? they close they close at like noon and then they open back up at five. Nuts. Um all right. Um, so anyway, uh, we got, I, we I got this, derailed. We got well man, we got yeah. This is our thing. This is our brand. Derailing. Um, it's our layover. We've we had a layover. <laughs> that would have been another good pairing for this p- plane movie to do the uh, train the movie with, Den- with Denzel Washington. Uh, yeah, it would, that's have, true. It, it would have been a good one because it would have been planes and trains. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I, but I don't know. I really dug this movie. I really dug the heart of this movie. I, I, I found myself liking it. More way more than I thought I was gonna like it. I was like, oh, this is actually really good. This is, I, I and I thought I was gonna like it just fine. I I never thought I just thought it was gonna be a more straightforward action movie than it ended up being. And um, you know, I, I like it. I dug it. I dug the fact that the head of the company wasn't a fucking dirtbag for the once. We for once we see a movie where the head of the company of a disaster is not just about dollars and cents. Um, I I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was alright. I was like, alright. And plus, it's what's his name? What's his name? Hilda, the actor. Oh, Tony Goldwyn. So he Tony he Goldwyn. plays. He's like their PR. Um, he's like their. Oh, is that what he is? I thought he was the owner. Yeah. Of the company. No, he's. I think I'm pretty sure he was like the he was like the PR hotshot that like comes in. But I just love his just like no bullshit approach. He's just like, he like he's just like yeah, we're going into like a disaster mode. But he's like I I know some guys. I know some guys. I'm gonna call. <laughs> Really, and then I, that, I that whole I, crew like rolls in with their own equipment. You're just like, what? It's very, you're like you said before, Nair, it was very Rambo at that point. Yeah, it was very much. It was great. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 it was very. But again, Rambo. It's like if it's such a weird thing that Gerard Butler gets top billing in this movie, not because he doesn't deserve it, but the I like even the poster has him like with a with a machine gun, and not that he didn't have a machine gun in the movie, but he barely shot it. And it's like, it's like, uh, you know, culture. My culture had had it was way more of the, you know, the military guys. I don't know, but um, I mean, but Gerard Butler. But... I think Gerard Butler did deserve top billing. Let me clarify. I just the way the poster, the way the poster was set up, the way the the trailer was set up is like, it's like he was helping the pilot as opposed to the other way around. Like I was, you know, he was kind of leading him on. So, but anyways, my opinion. Um, Uh, I kind of want to spoil something for myself here because I haven't seen the second half of the movie. But, um, what is the deal with the daughter? Oh, she's a prostitute. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, no, kidding. Uh, No, no, no. Because here's the thing. I'm glad you went here. Okay, because I, I was gonna I say, you were going, I what you were... is her performance? Because she is facetiming her dad and biting her lip like, like daddy <laughs> means something else to her. You know what I mean? 
I don't know what you mean, but I just <laughs> I just like the fact that you went there. So bro, cool. I wrote it down in my notes. I said, Am I watching an incest porn by accident? Like what is happening right now? I didn't pick up on that either, Mike. I gotta be honest with you. I didn't that's pick completely up that what I got from it. That's yeah. completely okay. what I got from it. I, you're I you're got on that off- island by yourself, dude. Yeah, man. You're on that <laughs> you're on that island with rebels by yourself because that, that was but I will like, say, did you watch the correct movie called? Yeah, plane? yeah. I hope so. I hope watch, so. Were you watching snakes on a plane? Um, <laughs> maybe. But maybe. I, you I know, know what I did? Like, uh, the so the daughter, I will say, she didn't give a bad performance, but I will say, she gave a confusing she, one. <laughs> not no. Again, you're alone on that one. But I do say, I do agree that she could have been more worried about her dad. Yeah. My my only thing is the way the only reason why I say that is just because from her performance I was thinking there was something else that they weren't telling us. No, you find Does that makes sense. I don't know if you found out that his wife died. Oh yeah, I knew that his wife died, and then but he that... hasn't he hasn't been home because he's a pilot, so he chose kind of chose work over family, and then it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the dynamic of like, and then now they're rebuilding their 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 relationship. Uh, because he's trying to be there more often. That's kind yeah. of that, that thing. But that, that was it. No, I definitely I definitely got that far. It was just, I don't know. It was just that the way that she was looking into that camera was just like, what in the world? Yeah. What is, uh, FaceTimes are I didn't get that at all. But again, yeah. May, maybe I wasn't looking for that. Um, to be fair, because... I was looking for it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but, oh, I found out who he was, by the way. I read up on who he was. He plays the crisis manager. So he's good at being managers? No, the, the guy that Tony Goldwyn. Tony, yeah, was Tony Goldwyn. PR guy? So he he's not yeah. a PR guy. He's a crisis manager. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So, like, he's the one in charge of the, of the crisis, yeah. Which, I mean, that's kind of what your PR team does, too. Yeah. PR yeah. team does, you know, but he did, he did, he did, he did say, yeah. I need every PR, I need everybody on PR working every angle. Like, he was like, right. I need everybody. Like, he did, he did make that statement. So, I get that. That makes sense. I love, I love when he's like, if you have New Year's Eve plans, I just canceled them. Not just yeah. like they're canceled, but he's like, I just canceled them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, um, yeah, that I, I like the writing in this movie. Like, they made everybody, they gave you every, like, it, apparently they did a, they must have done, like, what's the bare minimum? What's the bare minimum of characters we could have on a plane that will just carry the whole spectrum of people? The quiet people, the, the lovey-dovey couple, the asshole jerk, the, you know what I mean? Like, it's like the, the, um, the, the young girls on social media, like it's like mm-hmm. we need we need one, but we don't need more than that. We just need one of each, but that's it. So and they're like fourteen. All right, fourteen it is. Here we go. This is the number <laughs> like we're going one with. of each trope. Yeah, one of each trope. It was it was yeah. funny. I was like, oh okay. And then um, I I don't know, man. I just dug this movie. I mean, their budget I their budget was only twenty five million. So uh, yeah, I made some money, right? Uh, I'm and sure then- twenty of that was to Gerard Butler. Yeah. Right. Um the box office was fifty-five million. So they made his money back it in some. Uh I'm surprised that it only cost uh twenty-five million in the sense because there's there's not many set pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh if you look at it from a, a production standpoint, there's not many set di- different set pieces. 
but there are large set pieces like you have to get a plane right uh unless i was all cgi like the, from the outside everything everything was a plane um, they filmed it um they filmed it in puerto rico i believe so that, that i'm sure that cut cost too you know not having to travel halfway across the world to film it right yeah yeah uh, so and plus catering catering must have been super cheap so that saved a lot of money there Mm-hmm. Uh, and delicious and delicious no no of course delicious that's usually yeah. what brings a movie down is if catering is expensive so <laughs> sure that's, yeah that's the breaker yeah. not the cgi I, not the yeah. top billing yeah. actors you know every time is. every time i'm on set i'm like wait they have cheese it's in this bitch we're making money <laughs> uh that's what happened with Waterworld. it yeah. was like the it was only water it was fine <laughs> But yeah. they were like, "Oh, this guy wants he wants calamari every day." Jesus! Oh wow, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what what would be your review, uh, Hilda, uh, from in your rating, in your your rating and your rating system? Uh, I'm gonna go three point eight out of five canceled New Year's Eve plans. Three point eight out of five. Wow, that's a very specific. All right, three point eight. 3.8 out of 5. Uh, Mike, where I are you almost going? went 4. I almost went 4, but I was thinking about all the other movies that I've given 4s, and so I really enjoyed this because it was just fun, but I'm like, I gotta go a little bit under, so that's why I chose 3.8. Okay. okay. Um, I would give it 3. Should have seen the whole thing. <laughs> um, the only reason why is just because I would recommend it, which we always say a three is a recommendation, but having this conversation with you is making me feel like FOMO kind of, of just like, man, like I should have watched this whole thing. Like, you know, cause it seems like it got a lot better. (laughs) I just dug it, man. I don't know. I, again, I, I, I just dug the fact that it went against the trope that I expected from the trailer. And again, maybe because of the star of the movie, it was Gerard Butler. So I just expected him to do his Olympus has fallen thing. Right. And and he didn't quite do that. He's he was still a hero in many ways, just not in the I'm here to kill people and take names and chew bubblegum and case kick ass type of way. But it was great. Um I'm gonna go four and a half. I'm gonna go uh four and a half uh um uh empty fuel fuel uh lines uh out of five because they were only okay. uh, empty one. Uh, I dug this movie. So the Rotten Tomato um, critics gave it a 77. Certified fresh, 77%. Uh, do you think, Hilda, have you looked at the score yet? Yes. Okay. I Mike, always do. <laughs> I'll do play. You, do you <laughs> think it's higher or lower? Hilda hasn't learned. Do you think it's higher or no. lower? The, the, the viewers are higher or lower than the 77 certified fresh? And if you 77 do, certified fresh. I think. My critics. Do you think it's higher or lower and by how much? Audience score. Mm. Question mark. Question mark. I always think I, I always like to go that it's higher because usually when an audience likes something, they're always like 10 out of 10 stars, you know, and that adds up after a while. So I would say higher. I think I'm going to go 82. 82. Uh, well, it is higher, but it's 94. Oh, wow. 94. I really like this movie. Uh, and uh, 100, uh, 161 critics reviewed it, and over 1,000 audience uh, members reviewed it. Yeah. So it's it's up there, man. 
it's up there um it's a fun watch i mean it's just... i do i i'm glad i bought it like i i, I was resenting yeah. buying it I'm like fuck i gotta buy this movie all right and i bought it and then i was like fuck i'm glad i bought this because i've bought other movies for this podcast that i do not feel the same way right? <laughs> it's just <laughs> You know what else I love too is that the whole thing's like under two hours. You know what I mean? It just it's under two hours. It's fast paced. It's a good story. You know, yeah, it's like it takes off quickly just, and yeah. then it, it lands. The, you know, it just it lands it, and then and then you, and then that's that's what you need from a good story, from a good film. <laughs> um. All right. Let's. Uh. That's the end of Act One. Let's get to Act Two. Uh. Two thousand. The two uh two thousands final destination. The original, the first Final Destination that spawned, I don't know how many sequels. <laughs> I don't know how many. Too many. Uh, there's a TV show, right? There's a, isn't it a TV show, Final Destination TV show? No, oh, I think Jesus. you're thinking of Scream. Is it? I think you're thinking of Scream. Maybe. Yeah. Scream. I don't know. At this point, show. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Please the synopsis freaking. for Final Destination is Alex Browning is embarking on a trip to Paris. Alex experiences a premonition, and I like the fact that they give the definition of a, of a, of a premonition. premonition. <laughs> he sees the plane explode moments uh, after leaving the ground. Alex insists that everyone gets off the plane, and seven people, including Alex, are forced to disembark. All watch the plane actually explode in a fireball. He and other survivors have briefly cheated death, but will not be able to evade their fate for very long. One by one, these fugitives from the fall, these fugitives from fate fall victim to the Grim Reaper. So, Hilda, <laughs> I, know you're, I know you're a fan of horror movies and this likes to fancy itself a horror movie. So I'm going to ask you, what were your thoughts on this movie? Uh, so I got to say, re-watching this after not having seen it in a really long time, and it was just not as fun as I remember it being <laughs> to use like my word of the night fun I like I went to see this in 2000 when it came out and we were all like oh my god and then like like two came out a couple of years later and I mean not for nothing but like an entire generation was in fact traumatized into with that log scene on the yes. highway like the we'll highway. never drive by you know and I get it that's two we're talking about one but man, I like I hadn't seen one in so long. And so I was like, I'm gonna, you know, it's on HBO. I'm gonna put it on and rewatch it before tonight. And I rewatched it and I was just like, oh my God, like what? Like yeah. just it was halfway through, I was just not even wanting to finish watching it. Um so yeah, that's that's my overall. I don't know if it's just that I've seen so many other really yeah. good just movies that are kind of trying to be this or you know yeah. or like the, or like in reverse in reverse i should say right like yeah I, I don't know and like just better like just have done it better since the, so i don't know but for its time i remember in 2000 with my friends leaving the theater being like oh man that was so scary you know thinking about like your next plane flight so mixed yeah. mixed feelings from when i first saw it to Rewatching it now, Mike. Well, I wasn't allowed to watch this movie when it came out. I was in fifth grade, okay. um, and I was not allowed to. Um, so what I did was I watched all of the sequels. To the audience, until, to the audio until... audience, Hilda and me are rolling our eyes at how young Mike is. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm. I'm actually. 
I'm taking a sip from my cup going, like doing math in my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I, I was young and not to mention I had religious parents, so it wasn't going to happen anyway, but I did, however, manage to sneak all of the sequels. So I saw all of the sequels before I saw the first one. I did the same thing with back to the future. Have no idea how I understood the movies, but didn't see the first one until I had seen two and three. Um, so I recently watched Final Destination for this podcast for the first time, and I kind of felt the same way that you did, Hilda, except part of me was thinking, well, what was something like this kind of the first time anybody had ever done something like this? Because I was so like callous from like the horror movies that I've seen, where I'm just like, this isn't anything that I haven't seen before. But at the end of the day, I was like, but this movie came out so long ago, you know, right. so like I have to kind of judge it by that merit. And not to mention, I also have to judge it by the merit of like it was 2000 and like it stars the the kid from the little giants. You know what I mean? And like people are like, wait a second. Who was in the little giants? <laughs> I did. No, but who was he in the little giants? Oh, he was the the quarterback. Oh, the, the good-looking kid. Yeah, he's oh, still okay. the good-looking kid in Final Destination. I don't think he did. I, don't, I think I don't think so. I think he grew up to be a little goofy-looking guy. Oh yeah, I I agree. I, I, I literally thought that as I was watching a movie, I'm like, man, in 2000, this guy was a heartthrob because this guy does not. He will not cut it nowadays, man. Yeah, I know. It's, you look at the kids so who are 20 funny. nowadays, you'd be like, holy shit, man, this guy is not. We could have a whole ass conversation about all the heartthrobs from the 90s that they could not make it today. <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of agree with you now that you say it like that. But yes, he's the tonsil hockey guy from the Little Giants. Um, and so there's there's a lot of that. And you're just like, oh, man, like this is the like this, this like, you know, the next Macaulay Culkin or, or B Macaulay Culkin, like in an R rated movie. So like, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I don't, you know, because I, it's been so long because I didn't see it in 2000 is what I'm trying to say, because I didn't see it in 2000. I don't know how to properly judge it, you know, but I tried to give it the benefit of the doubt. Um, and it's fine, you know, um, but mostly it's just like at the end of the day, it's a cool premise and most people are just watching it. Like if they were to watch a Friday the 13th or a Freddy movie, you're not really caring too much about the characters. You just want to see the creative deaths. And that's yeah. really why you're watching it. Right. Um, yeah. However, the thing that I did like about this movie is like, it did kind of play with the fact if a kid did predict something like that and then it happens, how that would affect police, how that would affect the airplane. Like people are like, okay, so did you, did you, were you a part of it? Like that kind of thing. Um, also, a, you know, would this movie be different? Had it made, had it been made after nine 11, you know, like things like that. So yeah. Anyway, that's, those are my thoughts. Yeah. I, so I remember watching this movie in 2000, but I, I, I wasn't like one of those like this movie's awesome. I didn't hate the movie when it came out, but I just remember being like, "Oh, it's just another." Uh, to quote, "It's just another teen movie." Mm -hmm. Like I just remember watching it out, which was, I mean, I'm 41 now. When this movie came out, I was 17, 18 years old. Yeah, 18, and I was fine with the movie as far as you know, whatever. But um, I did like 
the I, I since I'm not a horror guy and I've always been a scaredy cat, I I try not to watch too many horror movies. But this one looks kind of in the zeitgeist so much. So I remember watching bits and pieces of it. Never watched the whole thing from beginning to end until today. And um, you I, like like you said, Mike. I was I always just kind of watched it for like let's see the creative deaths. Mm-hmm. Let's see like how creative these creative deaths are. And in doing so, I neglected to look at everything else, such as story and acting, until today. And yeah. then today, I was like, "Oh wow, this is fucking atrocious." Yo, yeah, it's oh yeah, oh my god, this is really, <laughs> really bad. This it's acting awful. is like I couldn't. Like everybody, by the way, is there it? are legitimate actors who were in other films who did good jobs. So mm-hmm. I blame this on the director for getting this hammy ass performance out of everybody the, mm-hmm. the fbi agent that kid creeps me out man the teacher first of all can we talk about how bad she is as a teacher how horrible she is at the <laughs> memorial yeah she, he was like hey mrs whatever she's like don't talk to me you scare <laughs> the hell out of me and i'm like wow yeah like, you're still a I mean, teacher she, though, lady. she was super you're, traumatized though i mean there's you're that a teacher you're still yeah. a teacher. what are you, you still really respect like, people yeah she would not be at work. She would that would I mean this is before the, the mental health days. They wouldn't they wouldn't yeah. have, they would not have allowed it, but come on. Before mental health, before 9-11. I mean, there's a lot of things about this movie. She was a really and then again, she overacted. Everybody overacted. Everybody did. Everybody yeah. overacted. <laughs> the anger, the straight anger coming from everybody in this movie, um, and none more so than Kerr Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who played uh, Carter, that was his name, yeah. Carter. Yeah, he, Carter. The Carter bully dude. There, was, there was anger for no reason. Absolutely no reason. Like for no, it's it's the epitome of like I'm a teenager and I'm angry at the world. Yeah, this guy has a hot girlfriend. First of all, there was no need for him to get off the plate. There was no need for him to confront this guy. Right? There was not even like a jealous like, hey, you're talking to my girl. You're, she's my ex girlfriend. There wasn't even that trope. It was just like. Alex starts flipping out. Oh, I gotta get off this plane. And then he's like, "Hey, man, calm the fuck down." And then he stands up and punches him. And like, what? Why? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Like, you would have thought Devin Sawa's character killed his mom. Like, yes. I mean, it was he was just pushing him for no reason, punching no reason. him. Like, and I then mean, gets off the plane, gets off the plane. He sees a plane blow up, right? And then at the memorial, he's like, "If you think I owe you a fucking gang, my like, favorite fuck, line." What the fuck is that? of a dick what do you have to be that's my favorite line that's fucking funny i I remember i remember literally laughing going like you can't like are you that angry teenager like like, by the way i did the math he he was 28 years old when this fucking movie was uh, made in real life so as a 28 year old man just playing a character 10 years younger he's playing a character 10 years younger but he would know right if you're 28 wouldn't you look at the fucking lie, at the script and tell the director, um, he? I mean, I get it. I'm playing an angry teenager, but this is a little bit too fucking much now, right? Like, this is like, let's dial it back a little bit. Like, I'm in control of my life. They're like, like oh, they're like, no, it's it's a '90s teen movie. Everyone was the same. Yeah, I'd love to see everybody was the same except for Stifler, which yeah. you can tell Stifler made a point to be <laughs> Stifler made a point to be like, Sean I'm Williams not being Scott. Stifler. I'm not being stiffler in this movie. I'm gonna yeah. be the complete opposite and be a fucking pushover pussy. Right. Like, he was complete, so funny I, when he I like he rolls up on the bicycle and he's just like, "Hey," <laughs> when yes. he sees him running out of the teacher's hey. house. Hey, Alex! Hey. And then the house grows up, and he's like, uh, "It's funny how like he's 
he is playing the opposite yet still the comedic relief even though he's in a different thing yeah. so like yeah. he was still kind of typecast in a weird way you know he in a weird way was like my favorite part of the Oh, not even in a weird way. He is the best part of the movie. <laughs> I, like, I don't like any of these characters. And then the 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 quote unquote deepness of the girl. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. The, oh, clear deepness of the girl because she's been through trauma, and it's like, and it's one of those things where you're watching this movie and you're going like, this. She was the most believable part of the movie because when you're a teenager you believe the world is this deep and you like, you try yeah, to make everything, you try to make everything this dramatic. You try to make everything yep. this deep. And that was the most believable part of the movie. I'm like, I remember thinking how pretentious is this fucking woman? And then I thought that is very teenage behavior. Yeah. That is we were much, all like, yeah, our, we were yeah. all like the same age as mm-hmm. the characters in the movie. Like when this came out, yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Well, like we were like, just, oh, we were like, like, <laughs> Mike, she means, me, she means me and her. She doesn't mean you. She, well, she, well, <laughs> Yeah, or like, in like grade in the movie. Well, like our our circle of friends, right? Like that yeah, we all went yeah. to see it. I should have been more specific, but like, you know, we were two thousand, so we were like either like first year of college or like you know yeah. seniors in high school. We were in that range, so like we were kind of the same age as these characters in this movie at that at that moment, you know. So, and yeah, you're right, Neri. Like we. Were, Everything was just felt so much deeper than it really was. Everything, everything. When you're that age, <laughs> everything is like like her fucking whole that whole monologue she gave when he first visited her house, and she's like, first of all, the fact that she's a sculptor already, like that's just out of the fucking stereotypical <laughs> fucking deep girl well, handbook. Yeah. Oh, Every character in high school. I'm not saying you didn't do it. I'm saying it's it's very. It, I'm not saying it's impossible or it doesn't happen. It's I'm not. Saying, I was in AP art, so I know. But I spent a lot of time is, in the studio. What I'm saying is it's very prototypical of like we need it's like we need the star athlete. We need mm-hmm. that. We need that. And we need the yeah. art girl. We need the girl who's like deep in art. and She does sculptures. It's like, OK, yeah. that's her. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm getting it. it happens. I knew girls that did that did sculpting. I, I get it. But like the fact that it again, I just watching this movie and then she was like, this sculpture reminds me of you because it also doesn't know why. It does what it does, and it still attracts me to it. It's like, what the fuck? Are you, are you hitting on him after his best friend just supposedly killed himself? What yeah. the fuck is happening here? I'm, it's such a bad movie, and I wish I would have watched it with other people because I wish I could have laughed with it. I wish I could have been yeah. like, hey, this is fucking like this. It would have been funny oh. for it would have been fun Did for the three of us this? to watch it together. Yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> This um this was actually written and I just learned this because I didn't know this but this was actually written um for an well, episode I'm... of the X of the X Files. You actually surprised me by saying it was written. I'm like, oh shit, this is written. <laughs> <laughs> this was completely improvised. Right. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. improvised purpose. Like, just, just, you we have a, we have a horror like, oh, movie. Give me what you got. <laughs> so this was actually it was it was written for an episode of the X Files and then the director of this James Wong and a second director or producer which i can't remember his name right now but they encouraged the writer to write it out as a as a full film instead of just an episode and so they worked together and then they liked the project so much and that's how this whole thing uh, james wong which directed it was a co-producer he's one of the producers of x-files yes yes he's a co-producer on the x-files and so that's how that's how it came to be a movie but it was originally just meant to be like an episode on the x-files 
So FYI, Which, like, the premise is cool. Like the the, the idea cool. that yeah. they're the idea that like the the, I think the, the slasher, yeah, yeah, like the yes. slasher, like the 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 big bad scary thing in this movie is something that you can't see. Like that's terrifying, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrifying. And even like little like common everyday things, are you're like, is that the thing that's gonna kill him? Is that the thing that's gonna kill him? Yeah. And it's like water or a window. <laughs> I, I did appreciate your shower that after the ki- after the deaths, the things that killed them kind of like retracted. So like the water yeah. kind of went back into the toilet. Like it was like, oh, yeah. this. Is-. So it wasn't that let the audience know this was not just a coincidence this mm-hmm. was literally a plan this was some like this right. is fate type of deal so i i, I like that it planned. showed fate without showing a physical manifestation of fate and i was like oh yeah, that's just, yeah. Okay. i was also glad that they did that because that's the first death after the plane is the water like it's the the shower death so right. you yeah. i at first thought that this um that the killer was essentially like the thing from the Capri Sun commercials. I was like, are you joking right now? (laughs) But then it was like, no, it's supposed to be a bigger metaphor of like, okay. Yeah. 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 But, um, the producer, so James Wan, by the way, also produced, this is another tie in also produced another movie that we did on movie bros in Mm -hmm. our very first episode, uh, called black Christmas. And that movie was, that movie was also hot garbage. So, um, I, there's it's, it's it was actually our second because... episode, uh, Hilda, because you were on the first episode, but it was actually on the yeah. second episode. I was Mike like, I was Mer- on the first one. I was like, I don't. Yeah, Mike Bergeron, I did, did Black Christmas. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, that movie's really bad. It's super How? bad. Like, it's all, oh. like it's, but it had all the same problems this movie had. Like, How it had creepy. all the bad acting, overly done, overly Too dramatic. much going on. Yeah. But I, something I did not. I, I dug this premise. I'm sorry, Hilda, cut you off. What were you saying? And it's okay. Something I did not remember that I, that this time around, I was like, "Oh snap!" Was that um, uh, Tony Todd was in it? The funeral no. home director is Candyman, and like I, I totally did not pick up on that in two thousand, and I just did not, or I did not remember oh, it, or I, I blocked that. it out. That's one of the. That's one of the Candyman. That's one of the few things I remember. I before, before today, I remember two things. I remember uh, Tony Todd being in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember the shower death when he hung himself. I remember the, yeah. like those are the very those are the two, oh the bus the the bus that of runs course. over the street. Those oh are the yeah, three the bus. Scenes, Just those are the three scenes that I was like I remember he's, very much. He's and so scary. <laughs> like yeah. he is even when he's yeah. not doing scary he, shit. When he's like, just when he's just in a room. <laughs> you're scared and he's, yeah he's just like i mean he could be like good evening and i'd be like oh god that's it this yeah. is the moment that i die <laughs> like wait, so tony todd in this in this movie <laughs> talks about the plan the and plan. death yeah pl- the, the death plan death's plan and how you already survived it and he already knows who alex is he already knows who all these people are how do, how does he know we we can't we don't know never explain candy man He's like, uh, he's hey, I, he, he goes, he goes, hey, he was my best friend. I know who you are, Alex. I'm like, oh, yeah. word, okay. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then proceeds to give like a super creepy monologue, but it's also super creepy and also very confusing. While he's still doing performing shit on the guy's best friend, like putting formaldehyde in his best friend. Yeah, that was really. By weird. the way, they did not. I know they kind of like, like, oh, that's kind of gross. Right, 
but they weren't emotionally broken. Like, oh my god, my best friend is fucking mm-hmm. on the on the table, and I'm just watching people pump chemicals into him. And their react, his reaction specifically, Alex's reaction specifically, was much more of a, "Ooh, that's gross." Uh, more than, "Oh my god, I'm, I'm, my fucking spirit is broken from seeing my best friend dead." Like mm-hmm. it was a very weird acting choice. And then Tony Todd proceeds to give this long speech, which he caps off with talking about how you don't want to piss off death because he says you don't even want to fuck with that Mac Daddy. <laughs> That's a direct quote. <laughs> because he goes, if you fuck up, if you divert death's plan, trust me, you don't even want to fuck with that Mac Daddy. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then they literally go, okay, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Like they just said bye. I was like, okay. Not yeah. the way I would have gone with it. Not the way I would have gone with it. Super fucking creepy scene. And by, by creepy, I don't mean scary. By creepy, I mean like, why is this all this happening? Yeah. There was like so much exposition. And then the, the two kids were just like, we got it. Thanks. Plan. That's the plan. Yeah. Gotta figure out that's the plan. Got it. Thanks. I legit did a double take. I was just like, how like how did I not remember this? Just did not at all. Like it was like the first time I was watching it. Like I remember yeah. the guy, I remember this. Like I, you know, like I remember the scene. Like they go to the, I know the go to the funeral home, for whatever reason, had completely blocked that out. Totally gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, on, yeah. On another note, uh, one thing that I was thinking, um, it was more in the first scene when you see everybody and they're all getting ready to go on the plane. This is, uh, this is a comment about the wardrobe and like, and look, I'm not complaining about like the fashion or whatever. I get it. I was, I was alive during that time. I know what fashion was like, all that stuff. But other than the jock who's wearing a letterman jacket, why are all of the male characters wearing what looks to be the same exact shirt? (laughs) Like, well, it's, it's it was that, the 2000s because... and everybody shopped that fucking aeropostale. So that <laughs> that's was, fair. That's... Dude, everybody well, was wearing the same shirt. I was like, are you it joking? Was, it was one of like three places. You either yeah. shop like the guys either shopped at like Aeropostale or Abercrombie Stussy. or Pacific or Pacific Sunwear, which is where I worked. Yeah. Right. And it was yep. like that, a lot of that in that in the 90s, like that's kind of what you were either like the surfer guy, the beach guy, the jock, like and they each they had like their stores. Like they, yeah, they all looked like they were wearing that because they were all wearing like baggy khakis, which is very yeah er, late nineties, early two thousands. And then they're wearing this black shirt. I mean, you could see it in the in the thumbnail here. This black button down with the with the white lines. You yeah. know. Yeah. Do like, you have any idea how many of those I sold? Yeah. And then yeah. if you were and going out to party to specifically, <laughs> and if you were going out to party on the weekend, it was that same shirt, but it came in like metallics. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Remember there the was, um, I, I'm first, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't go to clubs, but I do remember the shirts in high school. But I remember, but <laughs> I remember the club it was... I was very surprised watching because I was looking for it. I was very surprised that I didn't see more long sleeve shirts under short under, shirts. yeah under short sleeve shirts. Yeah. I was waiting. I was looking that for was that. My I was my look. Like, I was like, "Where's the long sleeve shirts under the?" Yeah, shirts? and the big ass um, skateboard shoes. Yeah, the, the uh, that was my Jenko, that was my Jenko pants. Yeah, J Cole. Jenko, Jenko. Oh, Jenko. Yeah, yeah, Jenko pants. Yeah, uh, Jenko jeans. That's right. Um, yeah. all right, so. Uh, your overall review, your your rating and your rating system, uh, well, Hilda. So, r- real quick, 
Um, I promise it won't take long, but I, I did find out one really cool fact too that I didn't know about this. Mm -hmm. So 11 of the character names in the film were all, um, they were all given names based on actors, directors, or producers of classic horror movies dating oh. as far back as like 1922. So like Billy Hitchcock, so Sean William Scott character is named after Alfred Hitchcock. Um, Browning, uh, Devin Sawa and the and Todd Wagner. Um, T Todd Browning was the director of Dracula in 1931. Um, the director of like Nosferatu in the 20s. So that was kind of like an interesting little tidbit. Nice. That is really like, cool. I, that's that's really cool. By the way, I've got like a whole list. I won't go into it, but it's all online if you want to search it. But it's really neat. It breaks it down to like eleven of the characters and who the person is and what they directed uh you know someone that was involved with like the universal horror classic monster so it's it's a little interesting deep dive that's pretty cool that, that is interesting um i oh. it made a little bit of money this movie made a little bit of money um it the budget was 23 million dollars and the box office was 112.9 yeah so i remember this being a big deal yeah it was a pretty big deal i mean they made yeah. 27 sequel so you know who knows uh how many sequels does it actually have i think I, three no it's like five is it there's, I, there's maybe like I five or it. six of these <laughs> how many how many the last one i saw was the, hey, Siri, was how the... Many just final destination movies are there that's me <laughs> theory knows our second guest star of the night nary's yeah. siri <laughs> Yeah, the last one I saw was the tanning bed death and the eye surgery death. So whatever one that well, one my, was. Uh, my rating score, I'm going to go on this three out of five Tony Todds. Um, Tony and Todd. Yeah, I'm going to go three out of five Tony Todds. And I'm going to go three because I do think it's a film like worth watching. I just don't know how many times you're going to rewatch it. And it does yeah. have an interesting storyline. So I will go three to five scary ass tony tots <laughs> okay hmm. uh and five is the answer by the way there's final destination this final five. destination two okay. and three the final destination and then final destination five which is hilarious because okay. final destination five came after the movie labeled the final destination yeah um uh so mike what would you give it i don't i can't decide whether i want to recommend this to people or not um i guess i would recommend it um if nobody's ever seen it and they've never seen a scary movie ever um yeah <laughs> i mean I, I guess i guess just three out of five oh that's how he became casper that's <laughs> <laughs> there you go. that's great look the movie had awful acting horrendous acting uh not great writing and bad directing and I'm only going to say a three because a three is a recommendation. I'm only going to recommend it because it's such a popular in the Zygast movie where you go, you know, it's like a reference. Like, oh, it's a, like we, there's a whole generation of people who would literally not drive behind certain trucks, like open ended yes. trucks. Like, we're, I'm not one driving, of those yeah, people. we're not driving behind those. There's a whole generation full of people like no. that. Uh, my wife does the same thing. My wife goes, I don't know anything about those movies. I don't remember anything about those movies except for I will not drive behind a log truck. And I'm like, absolutely. Nope. We get, we get. So for that reason, it's kind of like when somebody goes like, like uh, what I what I personally do, I personally like um, 
uh what was that the rosebud movie Fuck, what, why am i driving drawing a blank now um the old movie with with rosebud was it called um I don't know. Oh my god, it's like a classic. Uh Red Rum, The Shining? No. I love the fact that your mind went there. Uh but uh the only thing I can think of is the Simpsons reference to Rosebud. I can't I've never seen the actual movie. So the actual movie uh is Citizen Kane. Do I like Citizen oh, yeah. Kane? Not really. I like old it's movies. It's important for I, movies. But it's important for movies, and especially because mm-hmm. of that phrase of the Rosebud reference, which has been redone 10 million times and played. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that. Like the you, Simpsons. You, you should, like the Simpsons, right? You should know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll give it a three just because I'll recommend it to people who've never seen it, but just go in there knowing. But I'll give it a three, uh, three uh, uh, surprise bus slams out of five. <laughs> Still the best one, man. That Wait, that is really decap- funny. It that and a decapitation. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's that's gangster shit right there. That's a pretty cool little movie. Still, like this movie and like movies like this and movies like the movie Saw. I always think, you know, somebody had to sit down and think about this. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to think about like how are we gonna kill this person? It's like, geez, like that's a yeah. creepy job. Yep. I know you're a film writer, but like you still have to sit there and be like. And then we get a bear trap over her mouth. And you're like, what <laughs> the fuck did you just say? Like, it's crazy talk to and me. And the key what? is inside of her pancreas. Like, like oh, <laughs> what? So that's how I feel about uh, this. Uh, but anyways, um, so uh, go ahead and check those out, guys. Thank you guys for checking out the podcast. Uh, Mike, uh, I hope that you guys are awesome. Uh, make sure you check out um, at, at Tabletop Gamer Girl on Instagram. It's Mike Valdez with an S at the end. Yep. Uh not related to our chat, by the way. Just mm-hmm. happened to be Valdez with S's. Um, and go to uh, kidfromup.com mm-hmm. and uh, check out my podcast or check out my website, uh, Nary Signs or whatwashisname.com. And you guys have been great. If you want to recommend movies that you, you want us to review, whether they're new or old, if oh, yeah. this, email us at moviebrospod. That's moviebros with an S. moviebrospod at gmail.com. Uh, or go thank ahead you very and much. comment, too. <laughs> comment yeah comment yeah. tag us, send us tag your comments us. yeah let us know your suggestions uh, sorry suggestions via comments suggestions <laughs> uh all of that just thank you very much you guys are great that's how uh movies are reviewed bye, 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 bye. bye. Oh, yeah. <laughs>